What is up, Next Level fam? Thank you so much for joining another episode of Health Explained. I'm your host, Alexis Smith, and today we'll be talking about common choking hazards in toys for children under age three. I'm here with Next Level Urgent Care provider lead, Hillary Spivey. We are going to be talking about toys that could become choking hazards. What a fun topic that we've uh, decided to embark on today, Hillary. How are you? Yes, it is. I'm doing well. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Um, I wanted to start with a um, simple question of just what ages do we really need to worry about um, toys becoming choking hazards with? So typically up until age three, um, but of course it starts in infancy. So as soon as kids are able to start grasping things and then their fine motor skills are developing and they're able to bring those things to their mouths, that's when we start worrying about it. So from just a couple of months old up until about um, age three. So those that age group are notoriously known to be uh, mouthers, like mm -hmm. they are inquisitive, they're trying to figure out what everything is, and apparently taste is a big part of it, so they they like to put things in their mouths. Awesome. Well, yeah, three years, that's kind of, that's a long time to have to worry about it. So um, <laughs> love to know, like, what are the guidelines for evaluating whether or not a toy is a choking hazard, and is it different across ages? Yeah, so um, the, the guidelines are not really different across the ages. Uh, as far as like how to um, determine what are safe. So the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission um, has uh, set up a set of guidelines to establish um, a age range for toys. And so um, the guideline consists of four basic categories. And so those are the, uh, the physical ability of the child to play with the toy, the mental ability of the child to know how to use the toy. So of course, you know, a three-year-old is not going to know um, exactly how to use certain toys that a six or seven-year-old would. Um, and then the third thing is the play needs and interests present at various levels of child's development. And the fifth, I'm sorry, the fourth category is the safety aspects of a particular toy. So um, those four categories are how is, how this um um, commission uses what they use to determine the age grading of a toy. And so the best way for parents to check to see if, it's, if a toy is age appropriate is simply to check the label. So we often see toys that say for three years and up, there's a reason it's yeah. because this commission has deemed this toy not safe for one of these four reasons or all of these four reasons um, for not to be safe in, in a child under three. So Got it. Um, so working in the urgent care setting, I'm sure that you see this commonly. Um, are there any particular toys that you found to be like common choking culprits that maybe we wouldn't think about? Well, um, so toys with small pieces and then toys that can fit entirely into a child's mouth um, are your biggest culprits. So um, that being round toys, of course, small balls, you know, kids put them in their mouth. That, as you can imagine, is very easy to choke on. Marbles, they're tiny and round. Um, dolls with small accessories and body parts. So little girls love, you know, baby dolls and, and all the accessories that come with them. Everything from tiny little doll shoes to mm -hmm. sometimes they even have bracelets or jewelry. There's little tiny kitchen sets. So all those little tiny pieces, you know, it, they can fit entirely into a child's mouth, they're unsafe. Um, another big 
common one, uh, which is actually the leading cause of choking death among kids under age eight are latex balloons. Oh, wow. So kids play with party balloons, and if they pop that balloon, you got to be careful. You know, mm -hmm. as soon as you hear it pop, try to find it, throw it away. Because even up to age eight, kids will still put that in their mouth, <laughs> and that is chewy at the moment until it slips. Yeah. And then it becomes a choking hazard. So, um, yeah, those are the, the most common toys like that balls and latex balloons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's scary. So um, what if if a kid does start choking or we think we think they might have swallowed a toy, um, maybe they're not choking in the moment. At what point as a parent do I decide I need to take my kid to the ER or emergency room? Yeah. So so choking is the body's natural reflex to clear your throat. Mm -hmm. So if they're choking, I mean, if they're if they're choking or coughing, they're trying to get it out. So you, you want to want them to continue that motion. Like if you're unsure, you know, if they swallowed it or, if you know, they swallowed it. Um, you can take them in. So there's, it's kind of limited on what can happen in an urgent care because if, depending on what they swallow, you might not see it on an x-ray, but you do want to at least try, mm -hmm. um, especially if the toy maybe was pointy. So if there's like a, a sharp, you know, end on a toy, um, that could be dangerous if swallowed, yeah. you know, it could puncture, you know, the bowel as it's making its way through. But, you know, round objects, if it was round enough, it went all the way through, that thing's going to find its way to the other end. Yeah. So um, if you're, you know, if you're unsure or if you're concerned that there was a, you know, an, a pointy object on it, that's when you would take them. Okay. And urgent care or ER, what would you recommend? So you can start with an urgent care. If they're not actively choking mm -hmm. and they're calm, nothing's wrong, but, but you as a parent are worried, you know, an urgent care is fine. Yeah. I mean, they can at least assess them there. And then if, you know, they determine that, Hey, this might be an ER thing because they see something or they, you know, the kid is showing signs of, of something worse, you know, impending. Um, but I think that urgent care is a good place to start if they're, if yeah. they're not in any distress, if they're in distress to the ER. Yeah. For sure. Well, and shameless plug, Next Level Urgent Care doesn't charge. If your child has to be sent to the ER or you have to be sent to the ER while we're seeing you, you don't have a visit charge for that. So if you're a little bit concerned, you're not sure whether it's ER or urgent care, um, you can for sure take them to Next Level and then, Definitely. you know get get reevaluated there um so choking aside are there any other we just kind of talked about sharp objects being a, a potential issue um but are there any other injuries we should be worried about when choosing toys for our children yeah so two um two big ones that i came up with were riding toys so mm -hmm. if it has wheels on it you have to be careful about you know if you have stairs in your house keep it away from stairs um you know, if you're if they're playing with it outside, you keep an eye on it because if they roll down the driveway, they're mm. into the street. And if you have a pool in your backyard, those rolling toys can roll into the pool. So um, riding toys, you, you want to keep an eye on at least, but keep them from those three main um, hazard areas. So stairs, you know, driveways and bodies of water. Um, the other thing is, speaking of bodies of water, are water toys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kiddie pools. It, you know, we think that it's, you know, pretty harmless, like you can't really drown in a kiddie pool, but, um, which is probably unlikely. I don't know the statistics about that, and I don't know any personal horror stories about it, but um, 
what can happen is if the area around the kiddie pool is not safe, mm -hmm. you know, we would hate for like a freak accident to happen where a kid stumbled into it or, you know, got wrapped up in something and fell into it. So it's just something to be monitored. You know, yeah. kiddie pools are okay, but you just want to monitor the areas around it um, as well as monitoring your kids while they're playing. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for all of these very helpful tips. Um, I hope that some parents in the audience uh, at least um, feel a little bit more educated about the potential choking hazards associated with common toys that we might not even think about um, being at all dangerous for our children. Um, before we jump off, do you have any other uh, toy safety tips you want to leave us with? Yeah, so um, for parents who have more than one child in various age groups, um, it's very important that when you're buying toys for your older kids that you consider the little ones. Yeah. Um, because even though, you know, you're, you're buying it for the older kid, I can almost guarantee you that at some point that smaller one is going to get their hands on it. And so not that you have to buy everything for under, you know, three years and, and, and uh, younger, but um, you do want to consider well, what will happen if they if my little one gets this or, mm -hmm. you know, at least have a conversation with the older one like, hey, this has tiny parts, you know, your little brother or sister, you know, it could be dangerous for them. So make sure you keep these toys up. Yeah. Um, another thing is just to check, um, check toys because toys break and they break into little pieces. So you want to check your your kids toys and make sure nothing or at least the small pieces aren't breaking off of it. You may want to also check um, couch cushions and underneath beds. Make sure you're not losing missing pieces because that little one is going to find it. Right. <laughs> so, um, and, and again, most importantly, it's just monitor your kids while they're playing. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it's small pieces, monitor them, monitor them, you know, just keep an eye on them and, and everything should be fine. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for all of these helpful tips. We really appreciate you being here on Health Explained, and we look forward to seeing you next time, Hillary. All right. Thank you. It was a pleasure.